Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsbra. I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play and let's evolve. Well, thank you so much for joining me today at the Evolve Mindset. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Yay, awesome. Um, Well, before we get going into the juiciness that I want to speak to you about, I would really love for you to introduce yourself. Yeah, well, I'm Alessandria. I am in Australia, beautiful Sunshine Coast, Queensland. I am a somatic sexologist, just like yourself. And I'm also a yoga instructor and soon to be, by almost the end of this year, a breathwork facilitator. Um, yeah, I'm just a 23-year-old woman that has been doing this work for a long time. Like, I mean, since I was about 14, 15 years old. And even before that, the curiosity and the questions and the movement and everything. Um, I'm still practicing every profession I guess you want to identify it as um in all fields that I want to (laughs) comply with um yeah so that's pretty much me I'm pretty easy going chill and love to adventure and meditate (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that does sum you up a little bit beautiful thank you (laughs) um well I would love to get into it with you then a little bit about sexual health um I saw you recently on Instagram and obviously we've known each other for over six months now I feel like we've known each other pretty well um but I've never speak see heard you speak in so much power when you spoke about sexual health and that's really what inspired me with today's episode um so that leads me to ask you if you're open to sharing a little bit about your own sexual health journey where do I start? <laughs> um, well, I feel like with the whole sexual health journey, it even goes on before you're born because it's in your genetic lineage and whether or not things are triggered in your body. And sexual health has been, well, manipulative and uh, manipulated, sorry, and uh, misconstrued, I guess, in many ways. And things can come up in your life. So my journey with sexual health has even come from birth trauma, actually. It comes from birth trauma, sexual abuse, rape, and STI. And, you know, you get the ones with UTI infections, um, brush, and even abuse from sisterhood wounds. Um, so I've had many sexual health, I guess you can call issues, in my life and even neglecting my own um heart and yoni space when being with a partner so (sighs) sexual health for me is actually quite important I feel like for any type of health concerns it should be educated and start as important even in schools to be educated about 
Um, even, you know, the question that I had on Instagram of what about the people in prisons of their sexual health and their issues? Um, so my journey started when I was sexually abused in grade four and you know, I didn't know that I was anxious or depressed. So I thought it was normal inside myself. And so I'd have all these dreams, nightmares, seeing things, feeling things for a long, long time. And then the court case when I was in grade seven. So it dragged out for a long time. But then in grade seven, what happened was the bullying started. And when the bullying started, even like before then, actually, I got bullied for being sexually abused. Um, I... What happened? Um, yeah, with the bullying, um, then started me being slut shamed for myself, and I hated myself from them. So my sexual health was completely depleted. I used to get sick all the time, um, mm. and not even knowing what it's from, because I wasn't obviously embodied in myself, and I didn't even know what a body is then. And yeah. um, and then as that dragged on the anxiety depression all these things came up and then I got raped and I didn't even know that it was rape so that got mm -hmm. even worse um after a year when I got told that it was then it kicked in and then I was I was about 14 15 years old and that's when I was like all right I've moved from Brisbane to the Sunshine Coast I need to change a lot and I was so young and I was already doing this work and um I found it really difficult to connect with myself and even men and even women, actually, to be honest, I found it really difficult to just connect in general um, yeah. and even connect to um, my yoni because I thought that masturbation was sinful. So I used to go inside when I was like even 10 years old and even two when I was like in high school and think masturbation was sinful so there, there was a lot of deep wounding for me at such a young age um from birthright really and I had to do a lot of work when I was young so anyway things come in threes right so then mm -hmm. all the physical manifestations of ashamed and whatnot came to an STI and I had I was in hospital for two weeks I had gonorrhea and my hand, my right hand was swollen. It was about that big. And mm. funnily enough, this is my dominant hand. And this is the one that I usually, you know, self-pleasure with and masturbate with. Um, so, which was quite interesting, I guess, in a sense. Um, and then the journey kept going, I guess. And from then on, when I was in the hospital bed, I was like, oh my God, things come in threes, right? sexual abuse, rape, and STI. Okay, i got to do something about it. I started writing a book. I started doing all these things. I started doing a lot of breath work. I did my yoga teacher training. Um, I did a lot of writing, drawing, exploring, things within myself. And then a few years later, even recently, I only really found out that all this empowerment stuff that I was doing and all these courses, I was like, and I got told that I am in my sexual wound. You think this is empowerment or spirituality. Actually, you're living in your wound. You're creating a sticky web for yourself. And that's when I just, I've just been totally surrendering. And all these ailments keep coming up for myself. Like recently I got 
I was in the hospital for a kidney infection from a UTI infection that I didn't even know about. Mm. Therefore, I was neglecting myself again. This is like a mm. abandonment issue. When you have a kidney infection, or even sorry, it's more about abandonment. And since I have been delving into a lot of abandonment stuff within myself and journaling a lot with breath work, movement, and touch, so pleasure, as you know, mm-hmm. abandonment and birth trauma keeps coming through. And what happens? Physical ailments come through with that sometimes. And that's okay. So you mm-hmm. can let it go. So that's what happened. And what did I do? I naturally ailed it. It's gone. It's done. So my sexual health journey has been going on for a long time. And I'm sure many of us have been going through this for a long time. We just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. part of my journey. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing. There's obviously a lot in there that I didn't know about you. So I'm really honored to hear that now. So thank you very much. Um, now I'm curious that that's kind of made my, my mind kind of wander for someone else that's kind of listening to you. Um, how could you encourage them to actually explore or increase their knowledge about their own sexual health? I feel like they need to even hear the term sexual health. They need to find out what Mm. it even means for them. Like what is sexual health? I've never heard of that. Like I'm, I'm curious. I thought it was just health or just like sex. That's very like the mainstream thought, I guess. I could be wrong, but it's just what I'm feeling in my body right now. Mm-hmm. They need to define what sexual health means for them. And that's when the explorative mind, I mean, mind throughout the body, not just the thinking mind, starts to get curious. They start to start like digging, be like, okay, what is this? And I feel like more educators like us, need to come out there and get out of our comfort zones to educate those people but the thing is being a educator in this line of work is meeting everyone's language because not everyone's language mm-hmm. is the same oh totally you know you, you, obviously you know that and um i feel like there's going to be trial and error and within this line of work or digging deep into sexual health you'll have to accept the fact that there's going to be failures (laughs) and there's going to be times where it's tough or there's time where it's really pleasurable. It is the moment where you become quite open-minded to what sexual health means because sexual health doesn't mean just penetrative sex and having an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sexual health is amongst everything. How does a tree grow? Mm -hmm. Sexual energy. It Mm -hmm. reproduces, (laughs) then all these things start to happen, right? Mm -hmm. It's also what what comes through for me right now is coming to the natural law of nature. You know, they very much linked sexual health and the natural law of nature. Really gets you think of oh, what's happening in my body right now. I hope that makes sense to your question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I I love where you went with nature. And you mentioned um, like sexual energy and creating a tree. Now I kind of know where you're going with that. But I'd love to hear how you can explain that a bit deeper for the listeners. Kind of highlighting life force energy. Can you explain what that is? Yeah. Oh, man. Wow, the wind just came through. (laughs) Actually, that could be a really good definition. Wind, Mm -hmm. right? We can't see it but we can feel it, right? 
but sometimes we can take it for granted that we don't really even notice it or we think it's a bit overwhelming life force energy is always there it's whether or not we actually notice it and feel into it for what it is at that point in time life force energy directs everything right now but the thing is with life force energy there's always layers life force energy isn't just it right it isn't just the energy that drives us forward it's not the prana that we collect and harness life force energy has layers it has depth it is totally infinite right nothing can die or be born from life force energy it can either spark up or be a little bit dimmed down but it can't die nor be birthed it just is Mm -hmm. so when um i guess People in physics say, oh, no, everything is 99.99% space. Okay, then what's that space? Okay, well, I guess you can call it a life force energy or pranic energy. What is that? Oh, we don't fucking know. Yeah. So what I say to people is like, you can define what you define, but just know that it ever changes. Know that we cannot define something from the mind. We need to actually just let go whatever it will be will be. So whenever like I go into practice or meditation or movement, there is like a lot of energy running, all these things coming through. I go into the void, mm-hmm. but I don't label it. I don't want to label it. I've done my labeling. Whatever it is, is my soul in my spirit and my whole body knows what's going on. And that's good enough for me. So that's kind of what I tell for people. But I guess with people that kind of muzzles them because they want to identify and label yeah. all these things. And actually, they want to be able to tangibly explain it. Yeah, exactly. But how, there's nothing really to explain, really. Mm-hmm. Um, there is already scientific evidence of the whole life force, pranic energy. Like, you know, viewers can go into that if they want. But my advice is, is to experience it for yourself. Stop trying to live a life where you're just labeling and identifying everything and being up here. Your nervous system is just going to go through the roof. If you actually want to balance out in your life and start manifesting things in your life, experience it for yourself then. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thing, I guess. That's how I would put it, the life force energy. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. And just for like the listeners, when we speak to life force energy, I feel like you can get kind of get caught up in the meaning of the words. So to label it to the more traditional wording, it is sexual energy. Just for anyone that's listening is kind of getting caught up in the words at all. Um, so thank you so much for explaining that because I love how the wind came and you just kind of like, oh, the wind is a good, it is a beautiful example. So thank you. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, it's just going with what's natural, like, People can call me a hippie if they want, but again, it's just a label, an identity. And I feel like when you're more in tune with yourself, things start to make sense. And what is sense? Oh, sensory. <laughs> Self-pleasure. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. Yes, I totally agree. Um, now you mentioned also earlier a little bit about um, your yoni and um, I think you mentioned uh, moments where you've allowed something being entered when it wasn't 
she wasn't quite ready, essentially. Um, and that kind of just brought my mind to Yoni Health. Because um, I feel like that in its sense, that itself is such a huge topic that I know for me growing up, I didn't even think twice about it. Um, so I'd love to know, like, what could you tell the listeners a little bit about Yoni Health and um, anything special that maybe you like to do for your own practices? Really interesting that you bring this up because I'm actually doing the four, four week course um, about igniting your Yoni. Mm, and beautiful. The thing is with the yoni, it's of creation and destruction, right? But before I even go into that, to be honest, we just not <laughs> we just actually need to study feeling what's there. Even not just mm. with the yoni, I mean the genitalia for both men and women. We yeah. need to actually start feeling what is there? What is he or she saying? What does even he or she look like? What does she feel like? Mm. Start to go back to the basics because when you go back to the basics, that's when you start anchoring down to the core of Mother Earth, to our spinal energy. And when we connect that energy, that's when it just kind of sparks up something a little bit to, to begin with. Yoni health is so fucking important to women. It's your womanhood. In our society, periods are called gross when actually mm, it is yeah. so powerful. It's magical. It's enabling us to receive, mm-hmm. receive our nourishment, receive our creativity, and even receive the death and renewal of ourselves. Each month or even every couple of months, whichever your um, bleeding comes through with your moon, everyone's different. <laughs> Mm-hmm. is a way to renew yourself is a way to just go back and rest in our day society we can't even call up work to be like hey i'm bleeding i can't work today mm-hmm. we can't do that or we feel guilty if we don't exercise on our bleeding days yeah. all these mm-hmm. things have disrupted our yoni health and what happens a shame it happens disruption in our cycle happens disruption into our internal organs our vaginal walls we can't go to our peak orgasm even though orgasms Mm -hmm. that's a whole other story anyway yep (laughs) our walls and our vagina don't function properly therefore we just go into our stimulation mode all these things start to happen when we don't actually pay attention to our yoni so what i actually say to viewers that are in the basic realm i have no idea what this is just just look down at your yoni, what it actually looks mm. like. What's the texture? What's it feel like? Mm-hmm. What's numb in some spots and what's tense? Okay, this is the outer labia. I'm going to go in. What's in here? Start to even do some breast massage. Start to connect your yoni to your heart. These sensations are coming up. What is this? Start to actually fucking explore yourself. We want to explore the world, right? But what about mm-hmm. our world? As a woman, what about our womanhood? As a man, what about our manhood? The woman energy of our yoni is it is the receiving energy, but it's also the creation energy, right? It's ovulation and menstruation. The men's energy is very penetrative. It's very strong and direct, which is very beautiful. Sorry, it's just raining at the moment. And we just need to start with the basics. And 
once we start tuning into our body and our own intuition, especially from our creative centers, that's when we start to even realize what's actually going on in the body. I'll give an example. So with my abandonment and my neglect of my own and just seeking out the attention of men, what happens? I get itchiness. I get redness. I get irritation. I get tightness. I get dryness. Might have a UTI. Then what happens? A kidney infection. This could happen even in the moment or, you know, as you or as the trauma starts to come through as you're doing what things can happen. We just need to start actually listening to our bodies. Our bodies, not just the physical, I'm talking you the emotional, mental, direct wisdom and whatnot. All our six to eight bodies. Actually, there's more mm-hmm. I won't go into that anyway. Um, start to just tune in and see what happens for ourselves. So what I say to men and women is just to fucking look there. Mm-hmm. Even see what's actually there. What's the texture? What's it look like? And if you actually want to go deeper, closing down the eyes, dropping into yourself, breathing into that space and feeling the anchor going down into Mother Earth. And then going into the yoni, what's the texture? What does she look like? What does she feel like? Become the yoni. And once you actually become the yoni, you will see her as she is. She will speak to you with either brutal honesty or with nourishment, whatever it may be. Hmm. But the thing is what I've discovered with the yoni is that she is always there to comfort if you truly let her. Mm, yeah that's so true and i love that you mentioned um just actually looking there because i know the very first time that i actually did that which has been like not that long ago Mm. um when i actually started going into my own certification to be a somatic sexologist like yourself um the first time i had ever done that i just had so much appreciation and so much love and admiration like I was so just mesmerized by what there is there. And I also couldn't believe that I had never done it before, to be quite frank. Yeah. So yes, I'm totally on board with you suggesting like, just look down there. <laughs> Do some, um, you can even just look down there or close your eyes and um, touch your inner and outer labia. Um, you can either do some mirror work. Um, sorry, the battery. Um, you can either do some mirror work or if they, you have a partner, that's another stretch. Um, there's so many different ways and practices that you can do it. You can either actually, you know, go on the internet and do some research about the mm-hmm. ovaries, about the whole uterus, about your whole vaginal canals, walls and whatnot. Do some research. And then you can look down and be like, oh, that's that. Every single yoni is different, but it's of the same source. Mm. hence why you can just tap into it and be with your own source there that makes sense Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah no that's beautiful um so also venturing into your own sexual health journey um at what stage did you real well i guess you kind of went and tapped into your goal it goes in threes but at what point did you realize that you um wanted to dive deeper into your own sexual health I remember the time when, when I was like, have anxiety and depression, I wanted to get off the antidepressants. 
I was like, I don't need this. I'm so done. Like I want to do this myself. That was probably the point. One of the, one of the points that came through. It's like, nope, I want to do this myself. Not the, how would I put it? Non-natural way of doing it. And there also came a point after high school when I was like, actually, it was after high school. And this is probably about four years ago, four or five, yeah, four, three, four years ago. Yeah, three, four years ago, when I was just like, I'm having sex with all these men. And I've never done this before. Like, it was only a year I probably had sex with like 10 guys, which is a lot for me. It's a lot in a year. Holy shit. And I was like, what are we doing? I looked, I literally, I looked down, I'm like, and I just saw my root chakra just like blackened. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeding off these roots that I'm, that's why I'm not connected to my root. I literally, I literally looked down. I was like, I need to start actually caring for my root, my yoni. So that was, yeah, probably about three, four years ago, like really full on, even though I was doing the work before, but that was probably Mm -hmm. another turning point. I had many turning points. Um. Mm. that was probably one of the one of the biggest ones yeah Mm, yeah I feel like we all have many turning points (laughs) you're not alone there yeah and yeah especially like during this time but it's a beautiful time for turning points Mm. beautiful fucking embrace it embrace the chaos embrace the surrender embrace the new beginnings embrace the destruction it's like with with yonis the ovulation menstruation Mm -hmm. embrace the heightened creativity embrace the death and renewal same thing Mm. it's tapping into your own cycles yes yeah your cycles definitely and actually that reminds me of something I actually wanted to touch base on earlier um when you're actually speaking to the way society is viewing um, our own menstrual cycle and how women are, I guess, portrayed and almost if not projected on how they should be viewing it as. Um, I know growing up, I was lead to believe, oh, I'm going to have my period. This is the worst time of the month. I hate my period. I'm just going to bleed and be bitchy this whole time. You know, that's kind of like what you're led to believe. MS. And Ugh. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just such a misconception. Um, and now that we're touching base on that, can you share um, the misconce- misconceptions that that possibly are not true? Oh God, there's so many. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, the bleeding is beautiful. Bleeding is a powerful time. It is not disgusting. It is not gross. You should even let your partner see it. You shouldn't be discreet about it. Even to women, you know, woman to woman, you know. To not be discreet about it, like, oh, hide the tampon, hide the pad. <gasps> I'm bleeding. Can you check me? You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guilty of, like, the whole checking thing, like, especially when I'm in public. But why aren't we allowed to just bleed? Like, if we want to keep mm-hmm. that private and sacred, like, it's always sacred. That's fine. Isaiah, come here. Come here. So it's my dog. Um, <laughs> it's always sacred. But it's how you create it sacred for yourself. And even for the viewers, like what is sacred to you, have your own meaning to it. Anyway, um, I feel like 
when we're bleeding, we should collect our blood and put it to the earth again because that makes us connect to our nature, to our mother earth, to our own selves, not just flushing it down the toilet or putting it on mm-hmm. a tampon. I know I understand the whole tampon things, but I really recommend cups or just free bleeding. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there's some women that actually can't put tampons up there. They find it difficult to even put mm-hmm. a, um, a penis up there for them mm-hmm. because of stuff. Anyway. Yep. Um, I really find it that a lot of the sister wounding is from the bleeding, is from mm. the moon, from the judgment, from even having the judgment of being bloated or our uterus being out basically when we're bleeding we get judged for that and actually no I'm pretty sure your your uterus is um it was um I can't remember the name right now but literally it blows up to like I think it's three or four times larger than what it usually is hence why we gain more water weight and stuff Isaiah. Um, I, I just feel like don't we need to stop blaming ourselves for having our period for like oh I'm moody and having excuses for that our emotions are heightened our I'm pretty sure um, from what I'm feeling in the body we gain more water weight therefore we're more emotional therefore we need to go in and rest with that mm-hmm. that's when we start to actually need to be more internal with our moon and I feel like we need to actually start talking to each other about our moon how we feel what's the mm. color how much are we bleeding actually get into details not just keeping it to ourselves we keep it to ourselves mm-hmm. for long enough and we feel guilty about it why do we have pain when we're menstruating how's our month been all these different questions and curiosities that we should actually start talking about. Bleeding mm. is the most powerful time of the month. Mm, Why can't yes. we just celebrate it? We need to start celebrating bleeding like we did a long time ago. Start celebrating together our mood. Start talking about stories. Start talking about how we're feeling. All the different textures and colours. And I also feel like it is such a potent moment for a woman and even for a man, especially when you're in a partnership, to actually see what's going on, going on with the messages of our yoni. And actually, did you know that when we're in a sacred partnership, when we are bleeding, there is a part of Isaiah, come here. Yeah, there's actually when we're in a partnership with a romantic partnership or one or committed. Um, there it's like the males kind of menstruate in a different way. I've mm. even observed that with my partner when I'm actually bleeding. It's like, I don't know. Like I, I kind of need to do a little bit more research about it, I guess, or even more exper- um, experimentation on it. But I know for a fact there is a part of their experience that they're kind of menstruating as well. Mm. 
I can see like some type of emotional connection there. I can see the, like the, that energetic connection happening. Oh, hugely, definitely. It's like something else sparks in the partner. It could be a male or female partner, wh- wh- whichever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I would like to dive deeper into that because, you know, even men, some men, they're like, oh, I haven't really gone into this or I don't really see my partner bleed or, oh, like, you know, I don't want to go into that. It's disgusting. Oh, like you smell fishy. All those discriminating words and actions towards females in their most empowerful, potent moment in their lives are being discriminated for it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I love that you mentioned like uh, the most empowering, um, empowering time because for me personally, and of course, everyone has their own cycle and their own experience in their cycle and then everyone, everyone's different. But like for me personally... Um, I'm very much into strength training and I find that um, right when like my my bleed starts I'll be very tired that day but my entire time that I'm bleeding I'm hitting like personal records and personal bests while I'm strength training and it's like so it's my most powerful time strength wise and um, I also feel like I'm just so much more creative like I'm just very much like in it like you know you're flowing with your emotions and you're just really being and feeling yes yeah, everyone's is different. It could be, yeah, any of the bodies, you know, for yours, it could definitely be physical strength and emotional strength. And that's mm-hmm. why you're kicking goals because you feel more dynamic. In, in a way, there's different types of dynamic, especially in cycles, because you can be more dynamic when you're ovulating or you could be more tight. Yet it, mm-hmm. then again, you have to be in tune with your own cycle, with your own body yeah. mm-hmm. and tapping into that and what is true for you. Some cycles, I can feel like that as well. Like I'll be bleeding and I'm like, I'm doing pole and I'm like kicking goals with that. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm like, I am heavy. I am sluggish. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't move. Mm -hmm. But it's how you be with it. That's what counts. Mm. That's so true. So up in this point, you did mention a couple courses that you're doing, but um, for you right now, like what are you working on? (laughs) (laughs) um I'm still doing my bikini course I am currently doing I'm gonna be doing a training in breathwork facilitation in August um and there's a couple of other courses but again these two are enough and obviously Victoria Red Bar Intimacy um New Paradigm that's still I guess it's still going so I'm basically doing two courses at once whilst doing mm. a lot of research and doing practices of myself um whilst even still studying of yoga so that's me at the moment it's like a, it's it's continuous it doesn't just stop mm-hmm. you can rest mm-hmm. of course and let it integrate but it it doesn't really stop um mm-hmm. and i feel like with the intimacy new paradigm course and then the, the um the dakini course and ne- not next level up like it's just mm. oh, I just feel so at home with it all mm-hmm. um and then yeah with the breath again it's it feels like home oh it's so and beautiful I just, I'm so happy for you oh thank you I just feel like I've just you know been fighting it for so long and all this like trauma and stuff which has been such benefit like I'm so grateful for the trauma like I see it as a form of love and I mm-hmm. go through 
Um, but now is the time like he and she needs to come through and just like at the moment, it's just like clearing and just letting self come through more and more and more. And, um, you know, like everyone has a potential stop living a blinded life. Even if you think you're not blinded, it's like, are you sure? Are you sure you're not concreted in this? Mm-hmm. Like, are you truly living your fullest potential? Stop living a lie. Like there's so much potential and magic in you. Mm, yeah. Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Um, at this point, um, I really would love to give you the stage, though. I want you to be able to share with the listeners. Um, anyone that's looking to get a hold of you, work with you, any of your offerings. Yeah, so I'm doing um, Zoom as well as face-to-face. So anyone internationally can do Zoom sessions with me. Um, I do self-pleasure sessions as well as embodiment sessions, but more embodiment sessions is face-to-face because it is hands-on work. Um, self-pleasure sessions is like, if you want more information, I actually recommend just to hit me up personally. Um, mm-hmm. I've got like an Instagram that's probably like my best like business thing is Alessandria Nan, N-A-I-R-N. Um, and I've got like my email and everything. There's heaps of info that I can actually give out to people. There is so much like I can like say and do. It's like ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like my offering is like anywhere in the world. I do Zoom and I do like email and call support. I do the homework and tools for people. Um, and everyone has a different program. Um, and face-to-face work, I can also do the embodiment sessions, which involves a lot of hands-on work and involves really meeting them and actually like being in it with them. Like I've set up a whole space for them. Um, and that involves from like birth trauma to um, desires that are unmet to relationships to God, sexual health. It involves manifestation, your patterns, your um, physical pains. It can be your genitalia. Just, there's so much that I want to offer mm. for people. Um, oh, obviously breath. <laughs> um, breath <laughs> improvement and whatnot. Um, being a somatic sexologist, I feel like there is no really defined label in what you do. Like there is yeah, much so true. and <laughs> offer, but there's obviously things that you specialize in. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I'm actually still going into what I actually specialize in because there is so mm-hmm. much that I still do. So, yeah. That's beautiful. I can't wait to see how that unfolds for you then. Thank you. And so I'm, I'm mm. excited. I'm excited for like everyone in this line of work. Mm, me too. Thank you so much for joining me today. And you just love to watch your evolution keep going. Yeah, same as you. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. I really appreciate it. Mwah. Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelsbra or visiting my website for one-to-one mentoring at chelsbra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then... Turn your magic on, loves, and keep evolving.